0: hey everybody this is the lsd podcast first of all thanks for listening second of all you're not being forced to during our podcast we will attempt to entertain you make you think a little bit we believe in the first amendment and our right to our own opinions you may disagree and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us but if you're easily offended we're probably not the podcast for you we try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side we talk politics Yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining.
1: Well, My name is Iron, and I'll say something cool. Great stuff, guys. Very entertaining, and I have no future as a defense attorney. I'm glad I found that out today. Oh, God, I love everything about your podcast. Wow. I love your... I've, you know, been listening to you guys for probably the last six months or so and kind of happed on it. i love hearing you guys come on and kind of talk about stuff in really a way that's, I don't know, you don't really care uh, what, you know, how, how bad it sounds. You're saying the truth, and I think it's just cool to hear. You know, it's a
2: little refreshing to hear with all the um, the edited stuff. I love it. Makes my day. Really enjoy uh, listening to you guys and your sense of humor and everything and the, these uh, interesting subjects that you Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 8, one of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Mel. No. On the air bay.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Lighter Side of Dark with Solio and Smith. I am Smith.
1: My name is Solio. Yeah. Is that the name they gave you? That's it. That's the one. That's, That's the on one they gave you. That's
0: really so uh, today is Season 8, Episode 6. We are now basically Episode 97. We're approaching 100. We're, we're, our 100th episode literally will be coming up
1: uh, this month. I'm, I, my nipples are hard. It's, it's, yeah, we've done so much rambling. I'm sprung. I'm ready for this. I can see that. I'm glad we don't have a camera uh, in here. That would get us a i think visually i think visually it would hurt our ratings it probably probably. we kind of have the faces for radio there's a reason we're a podcast and not a video (laughs) isn't that the truth
0: uh this week we have got uh, a lot of fun planned for you some humorous little anecdotes in our some of our normal segments and by the way yes we know we forgot to do florida man last week so we apologize about that so quit sending us tweets but sending us inst- instas—is that what those things are called? Yeah, I think or so. grams? Something. A gram. Yeah, that's Send flash- a gram. That's flashbacks from college. Yeah, dude. Um, you got a gram. You know what I realized is uh, back in the '70s. You're too young to remember this. But back in the '70s, in mid-'70s, they uh, Jimmy Carter made a huge attempt to change America to the metric system. There was an active governmental. Uh, exercise to convert us to metric because we're one of the only countries in the world that doesn't, you know, doesn't do metrics. Right, right. So it failed miserably just like, oh, soccer's going to take hold in the U.S. No, it hasn't. Right. I'll I'll argue that with people until my dying day. It has not ever caught on here. It is a (laughs) sport (laughs) that lazy parents throw their kids in when they're little because it involves almost no equipment to have to buy and you drop the kid off you toss a ball out in an open field and say, "Everybody, kick this around." Yeah, easy. Come back in two hours, you know. You'd have need a mitt. Or I mean, bat. Just... I, I did. I did. Uh, I coached Pee Wee baseball one time, and if you can keep the kids from chewing on their glove, you're a good coach. Yeah, at uh, that
1: age, good yeah. luck. I mean, sometimes in high school, there
0: there was this little kid chewing on their gloves, and uh, is is his name was Paul John or something. PJ was his nickname. And he was he was a neat little kid. But in baseball, he thought if if you hit the ball and he bent down and picked it up like a ground ball, that he had to run and tackle, and and use his glove and, like tackle the runner.
1: Boy, he just made up all kinds of rules. Yeah, it was
0: like a combination of base football, rugby, foot baseball.
1: football, baseball. Football?
0: Yeah, yeah. But he and I said no, no, PJ, no, no. no. Boom! Knocked this kid completely over. You're out. I said no. you literally out cold.
1: PJ, that I think you're playing the wrong sport, buddy.
0: So anyway, getting back to the uh, metric system thing, do you realize? that if everybody in the country was hooked on drugs, we wouldn't have any problem converting to the metric system.
1: Right. Sure. All drug
0: dealers deal with in grams. It's not, it's not a pound of cocaine, it's a kilo.
1: Yeah, drug drug dealers are the ones that understand the metric system yeah. fluently. They're like nobody oh, yeah. ever goes,
0: "Hey, um can can I get a can I get a quart?
1: <laughs>
0: can I have no, a pint? Dude? A yeah.
1: pint of uh cocaine juice please can, can I
0: get a can I get a, a, a half a quart of meth and uh, give me four fifths of, uh, of, of uh, so, uh, oxycodone you know that kind of thing
1: yeah if, if you don't mind I'll go go heavy on the oxycodone
0: now uh, next season we're already yes we're already preparing and thinking about uh, next season um, we are going to uh, do a couple new segments I think our musical segment we talked about it uh, yesterday on a long drive to a gig Um we're gonna bring the funk in season nine. The musical segment is going to be about funk bands. I mean, we want the funk. Let us have the funk. Let us. Ow. Have. Ow. I think I know the. Um, didn't that uh, the Latin Vanilla Ice Gerardo? Didn't he do a song that was like a remake of that?
1: Um, it's possible.
0: Look it up on your uh, on your device. There. Look up uh, Gerardo. Uh, Songs because I'm pretty sure he did a remake of "We Want the Funk." I'm I'm almost positive.
1: Yeah, oof! Yikes! Play it. 1991.
0: Yeah, play it. I think this was the follow-up to Rico Suave. I don't know why that popped into my head. Give me the dog mix.
3: too <laughs> What I see you the tender as me, a humble as I give. As we stop the game, call something even more slow. they all persist on proper my parcel. So. I am light and brain wrapped inside. No, that old difficult look is and Then I press a new one, make it my debut. Isn't that matter I do
1: have to come an issue. to our like we we'll We are massive competition, so listen, we don't care too much about kissing. No, we don't just put you in missing at home Straight out we don't put up okay. with stuff. Baby, you know what we want uh-huh. true to it other than the whole, uh, you kill Chimichangas and all that part.
3: <laughs> you
0: gotta love that. Man, my voice is, uh, is uh, almost shot. We did back to back family feud nights, Monday night and Tuesday night, and they were uh, both fantastic shows. Great people. Yeah. Um, and I actually had <clears throat> a woman dressed as a nun tweak her nipples in front of me last night. You
1: know, there's, uh, you never know what you're gonna see. When you're playing Family Feud.
0: And you games. said, I, I, I said, you got to take a picture of this. Nobody's going to believe us. So we actually took a picture of her doing it. Yeah. It was a group of five ladies dressed as nuns, and they called themselves Sister Act. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the head sister would have felt about the tweaking. Well, you know who the head sister is. She's one with the dirty knees. Ah. Oh. They know. We didn't see her last time. <laughs> so the um, NFL football playoffs are uh, starting this weekend. And for the first time in, uh, like, I don't know, forever, Green Bay botched their way out of the playoffs. That's nice to see. I'm I, I agree. Yeah. Because every year they're normally 13-3, and three, number one seed in the NFC, and they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah. just Let's kind of cut out the middleman this time. Yeah. One championship with... I wish been... Detroit
0: would have made it in by that win. That would have been great. Right. Detroit's going to be
1: a team to look out for next year. I was kind of that. Yeah, I was. If, rather than Miami, if we have to, you know, pick pick a team, Detroit and, and Jacksonville's in it. They they
0: pretty much took over the AFC South. I think they're going to hold on to it for a while. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, good quarterback,
1: good running backs, wide receivers, good defense. They kind of came together yeah. quickly. I mean, it had going from the first pick in the draft to eight and eight, nine and eight, something like that. Yeah, eight, that's nine, fantastic. That. That's a pretty good pretty good jump i have to say So, and the
0: steelers almost made the playoffs if uh, they did the, what they needed to do on the, the last day if but. the jets would have done their part and i know that's a that's big a tall ask. we've been asking if the jets will do their part since reagan yeah. was president oh my god and uh so they did not make it in but uh, i'm still proud of them they had ended up finishing the year with a winning record mm-hmm. uh did the, the bucks go eight and nine uh, yeah. I think they went 8-9. Yeah, they did because so they, they lost w- to the Falcons. One of only three teams to make the playoffs with a losing record. Yeah. and They I think, haven't really looked good all year.
1: I think Dallas is going to come in and pretty much uh, send them packing. It's possible. Uh, I'm not impressed with Dallas much either. So these are two teams. I don't that... know, dude. If you, if you look at the points they put up, Man, they put up a lot of points. They, they can. Yeah. Well, and, I, and no, looks...
0: this, this year they really have. They've The only time they weren't putting up points is when Cooper Rush was in there. I know because I have Dak Prescott as my fantasy quarterback. Yeah. And C.D. Lamb as one of my receivers. He's good. So I've been watching Dallas all year. Uh, I think Dallas's defense is far superior to Tampa's offense. Yes. Tampa's offense is the same one that won the Super Bowl two years ago. Same one. But what about Gronk, though? Yeah, you know, well, you know, Gronk is six targets a game, four catches, 42 yards, and a
1: touchdown. He, he probably wouldn't mind having him this year, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they're also a little well, older. If, we'll so them. if Brady Brutal. loses,
0: is he, is he done?
1: I think he goes somewhere else. I, I think, think he's, he's going to kind of look for a situation, maybe Miami. Interesting. Tua is kind of a question mark. I think he's just going to take a Only injury-wise. When he's in there, he's on fire. I think the problem is they can't trust him, though, because concussions are really tough to commit to a quarterback. I, I notice that when you start having concussion issues as a quarterback, they're, they're worried. I if, wouldn't if blame you them.
0: If you have – if you're kind of, I don't know, mentally deficient, if, you're, if your brain activity is – the word retarded mm. meaning being held back. Right, right. It's never stopped Chris Collinsworth from making a living as an announcer. Man,
1: he, he has some doozies. Some of the he things. is just <laughs> awful. And he, he only sounds. Re- oh. His voice is just not made for TV, you know. I Sometimes get... he says things
0: that just make me want to just reach through my 3D high definition TV screen, grab him by the throat, and pull out his larynx.
1: I don't know too many. Like I, I, miss Madden to this day. I do too. I do. I really miss. I miss having a commentator for the NFL that I looked forward to. I definitely can't say I look forward to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I, I, I don't look forward to any anybody anymore. I can tolerate
0: Joe Buck uh, because I believe he is a good sports announcer he, he's he, not riveting
1: he objectively is I just I'm not a fan
0: but I the Chris Collinsworth it, it always amazes me whoever makes the play this is exactly what he says oh yeah he's uh, without a doubt one of the absolute best linebackers he's probably the best linebacker in in the National Football League he is very uh, next week This linebacker is easily, without a doubt, the best linebacker in the National Football League.
1: A master of hyperbole. A lot of uh, tackles, hits to the head maybe when he's playing for the Bengals. It adds up over the years. Hey, he's also the best ever.
0: Yeah, everybody's the best at their position. And I'm like, no, actually they're not. There's typically one. And this year in the NFL, we apologize to any of our listeners uh, overseas that are not able to follow the NFL. The defensive player of the year last year was T.J. Watt. A well deserved honor. 22 and a half sacks. The guy's a beast. Again, I know I have him on my fantasy team. But this year, the Defensive Player of the Year will go to someone with a big name. Either Watt is your last name, Bosa is your last name. Uh, some defensive player will win Defensive Player of the Year, and it'll be undeserved. Yeah. Because the guy who led the NFL in tackles <laughs> for the third year in a row, Foyesade Olakun, of the Jacksonville Jaguars will not get Defensive Player of the Year, and it will be a crime when he doesn't.
1: I think what happened is they got together in the room and like,
0: do you know how to pronounce it? Do you know how to pronounce it? You know what? I don't know. Do you? Bosa is an okay. easy name. Let's what just go these... with Bosa. You know, it's, it's two syllables.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Bo. And, and by the way, he's white, so yeah. that's rare. I just don't want to embarrass myself when we announce and say, you know, haba dabah hooba dabah, Scooby Dooby Doo.
0: Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be the one introducing Indrium. Monitore, like John Travolta. Uh, let's did. give it to Ty Law. Adina, Adina Ty <laughs> Law. Guys. Yeah, that's sim- easy. Sim-
1: I can say that. Exactly. He doesn't play anymore. I don't care.
0: So, uh, <laughs> yep, we're going to be having a uh, Super Bowl party at the uh, at the Homestead this year. Uh, going to be, I, I hope, genuinely. My hope is the Niners are going to come out of the NFC. I, I got I, I just, I bet the house on that. Maybe having the super bowl party in my trailer after i lose my house but i would bet the niners and i still i still give the bills or the chiefs kind of a coin flip there that could go either way yeah because buffalo has already proven they could beat kansas city yes not too many other teams have proven that this year yeah the buffalo can
1: people sleeping on the Bengals.
0: yeah i'm one that'll sleep on the Bengals. Mm -hmm. I they, s- they snuck in last year. They're not going to be sneaking up on anybody this oh, oh, sure. year. I don't know.
1: They got a great receiving core. Burrow's looking good. I just think that nobody thinks they'll be there, but I think they have a shot. I'd love to see a rematch of Buffalo and Cincinnati again. If, if that's, I, didn't, I didn't look at the bracket to see if it would line up. I'd love to see it. We'll see I
0: think, because uh, the lowest seed is Miami, yeah. so they're going to Buffalo. Right. Buffalo will try to wipe them. the floor. Uh, Jacksonville is going to LA the Chargers. Mm. That's a game I don't want to get involved in trying to pick.
1: Apparently the odds from what I see the statistically say 50-50 on that one, which is interesting because if you had said that last year people would have laughed in your face. Like hey, just so you know guys, next year the Chargers are going to play the Jaguars. You know, the team that just picked first overall they're going to play in the playoffs in the first round because yeah. Jacksonville's going to sneak in. And then you find out
0: well oh, it's 50-50. But I do see I do see the Bengals easily beating the Ravens.
1: Maybe. I mean the Ravens aren't bad but I just I feel like the Bengals are I, I mean, the, Ravens, a, the
0: Ravens without Lamar Jackson are just are just a team
1: that it's t- going to
0: hold the other team to 14 but only' gonna right. score, only going to score nine.
1: and that's the problem.
0: So I think the Bengals easily beat the Ravens then the lowest seed remaining will come from Jacksonville because uh, Miami is going to get beat Jacksonville, San Diego will end up having to go to Kansas City. So the Bengals will more than likely have to go to the Bills. So there will be a rematch more than yeah, likely.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would hope so, and I'm looking forward to it because it was such a great game last year, like two top young quarterbacks with a good, good offense. Just what football is if you're not a fan of either team. You know, I'm a Giants fan, but I like to see good matchups, like close, close matchups. Good close, close matchups? Good, good, close, close.
2: Oh, what a relief it is.
0: All right. Well, uh, Dave Anthony is waving at us from the control room. I think he wants to speak.
2: Hey, gang. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man Game Show, brought to you by Game Show Party, right here in the Tampa Bay area. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines, with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game, both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news and they must choose which one is fake. The reader will do their best to convince them of which one they should choose and they must either agree or disagree like Hollywood Square style if they answer right they get one day off of their sentence if they're wrong they get one day added to their sentence let's see who gets out of jail first. Right, well, we've made some Now adjustments. let's see what crazy stuff Florida man has done already
0: Yep, he, he gets paid for the full announcement. So now we gotta cut him a check. All right, this week's uh, episode of Florida Man is uh, brought to you by the LSD Podcast with Solio Smith, hottest podcast mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready, Paul? Uh, sure, sure, sure. A Florida man arrested for keeping over three hundred endangered eastern indigo snakes. In his apartment.
1: Wow, that's a really specific breed of snake.
0: Florida man arrested for keeping over 300 endangered eastern indigo snakes in his apartment. Okay. Your second choice, should you not like the first one, Mm -hmm. is... Florida man, nearly naked, breaks into school, smears feces, and cake frosting everywhere. Oh, no. God, that's really bad. So you made a shit cake at home, pretty much? Uh, uh, we have to call the cupcakes people. and Find out if there's such a thing as a shitcake. There's a sheet cake. There is such a thing as, a thing as sheet cake.
1: Yes, if not you're... shit cake. Hello, I would like a sheet cake. <laughs> yes,
0: sheet sheet uh, I'll take a shit cake. Kaka. a caca cake. All right, your third option. Uh, if you don't like the one where he smears shit and, and oh, cake I, I
1: just cake. love it. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful.
0: Florida man <laughs> smuggles lizards. Smuggles <laughs> lizards through customs in his socks.
1: Oh. That seems like it might be kinda tough to do.
0: Are you ready for me to repeat these again? So you get to hear my, my, my dulcet tones. In
1: all their glory. Yeah, uh, sure. Florida let's... man
0: arrested for keeping over three hundred endangered eastern indigo snakes in his apartment. Mm-hmm. I know people that have done shit like that. Florida man nearly naked, notice it says nearly naked. Breaks into a school, smears feces cake frost. I can't even get through this. Okay. Yeah, feces and cake frosting everywhere. Nah. Or see, Florida man smuggles lizards in his socks. Currently, Paul, you're at 14 days. Uh. You get this right, you're going to drop to 11 days. Because we're taking three days off because we're worn out with this
1: game. I am. Um, you know what it is? There's no... I can't get a pattern down. Because sometimes the specific ones... Turn not, out to be real. Uh, they turn out to be real, and and sometimes, sometimes they're the
0: ones. The, the more specific they get, the more outlandish. The biggest it is.
1: bullshit. So you really can't go by that. You know, I, 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 so I have to just guess. Um, the lizard is funny. Uh, there's a. I see. There's an animal theme here, uh, so far. Yes, yeah, snakes, this. snakes, lizards, lizards, and feces, and, and cake poop. frosting, poop and cake frosting. <laughs> Uh, boy, I'd hate to think that's real. But
0: next time I have chocolate cake with chocolate frosting, I may think twice.
1: Uh, I'm gonna guess here, and I'm gonna guess the fake headline is the snakes—the 300 snakes. It's just a specific breed. Uh, I hope they're trying to outthink themselves. So you
0: want to make that your final yes.
1: answer? Yes. Number sure? one is the fake would you like to take story. Us
0: behind door number two instead?
1: No, I would. Oh, really? It's nicely nice. done. Oh. Oh, boy. I was nervous, but... Because every time I pick the general one, I get it wrong. All right, so 11 days. You're 11 days. 11
0: days. All right, if you play your cards right, you might get out this season.
1: That's, That's a tall order, but we'll see.
0: Then you have to fill out a visitor's form to come visit me. Florida man... By the way, you think Cubby Case could bake a cake in the shape of a file just to fuck with the security guards? Probably, yard. yeah. Like sure. in the shape of a big file. And then
1: there's a hidden cake inside that'll help you escape. I like that. Florida man fakes robbery to get out of work. Pretty general. Florida man fakes robbery to get out of work. It doesn't say what kind of work he does. Mm-hmm. Florida man goes to jail after assault over egg rolls. Florida man goes to jail after assault... Over egg rolls, could that mean a salt Looks uh, like or assault? Looks like the crime of assault. Oh, cr- okay. the way it's. Called. I like the salt egg rolls, sure. Personally, Florida man starts pie fight in family diner, billed seventeen hundred dollars <laughs> for over one hundred pies damaged. So, so boy, getting some details. Yeah, finally. talk about talk about being a busy man. Here we go. Florida man fakes robbery to get out of work. Florida Man goes to jail after assault over egg rolls or Florida Man starts pie fight in Family Diner, bills $1,700 for over 100 pies damaged. Yikes. Okay, I have
0: creatively gotten out of work by doing some really, really fucked up stuff. Mm -hmm. So that, I want to say, sounds believable to me. Mm -hmm. And the second one An assault over egg rolls. That could easily start with some redneck sitting in a Chinese restaurant going, These fucking egg rolls are cold. It doesn't
1: say. So there's a lot of. And then, you know, Masaichi
0: shows up and double drop kicks him, you know, through the wall because (laughs) he knows karate. A pie fight. I've only been in one food fight in my entire life and it was spurred on by the movie animal house me and some of my friends in college watched animal house it was only a couple years old when we watched it we got it on vhs and we thought it would be fun in the cafeteria the next day to start a food fight so what we thought was going to be a food fight between two tables we thought was going to escalate into this full-on food fight and it didn't and we most of us got suspended for three days one guy got expelled but1,700 um, dollars for 100 pies. 17 dollars per pie sounds right. Pies are 15 bucks. me. Family diner. the thing that I question is the hundred pies. It doesn't make sense. A lot of pies. For a diner to have that many pies done. So, I'm going to
1: say that's the fake one. And that chain of logic just got you three days yes. off of your sentence.
0: Yes! I, I am now down to 14 days.
1: You're that much closer to rejoining us, and you can then go straight to White Castle. Oh, man. Went
0: there last week, by the way. I told you that, didn't I? Yes. You yes, took my, home a couple uh, sacks. My, my best friend Ben and I went to uh, White Castle in Orlando. I got 10 White Castles, uh, no pickle, and ate them in the car. I had one setting, didn't even blink an eye. And then we went, uh, we both got Crave Cases, which is 30 hamburgers each, fresh made, drove back. I had eight for dinner that night, six for lunch the next day, eight for dinner. I mean, I had, it's all I had for like two or three days. Yeah. And um, when people say, well, they're just
1: the same as crystals, no. I don't know that anyone's who, I, yeah, I don't think the, that person's ever had White Castle. That I,
0: is literally like saying the Sears catalog of women's underwear is like Victoria's Secret catalog of lingerie. Right. Well, I'll it's the, not the same thing. No, it isn't. No. no some, of these, some of these women are wearing granny panties, and I much prefer yeah, There's the levels. the Victoria's Secret. Yes. I think I figured out Victoria's Secret.
1: Now, to be fair, as a child... All I had was Sears. There was no Victoria's Secret catalog. Oh, absolutely!
0: Around. You saw something about Mary. So yeah. that was getting. You things. can you yeah. can uh, be a master of your own destiny over you know an ad with uh, you know and granny panties. You, know? you gotta work you gotta with, with what you hard. got. Yeah. In exactly. the
1: eighties, that's how it was.
0: Well, for you, Florida, Florida man fans, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Uh, we we took care of you. We got that done early this week, and I'm glad because we both did. Uh, we both did very well. We
1: are moving. It's a new year. Yeah. It's a new year. New. New new ways to get out of out of prison. I can't wait. It's time for the LSD podcast's brand new feature: Bible or bullshit.
0: Our hosts will be given quotes, possibly from the Bible or possibly bullshit. They have to decide. This one's not going to be easy. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Are you ready, Paul? I'm ready. You're learning a lot about the Bible, the Bible, I, I whatever that book around. is, the good book. The good book, the, the good day. book that should have the parental advisory sticker on it. <laughs> really, it's... all right. I'm going to read off uh, two uh, what could be verses from the Bible. One's real and one's bullshit. Yeah. You so far, you're. I think you're fifty 50
1: I think I, I think I went over five hundred last week. Yeah, I think I you're three and two. Oh and two, then and then yeah. you're three and, and two. You're three uh, two.
0: You're better than the Bucks at this point. You have you have a
1: winning record. I'm trying to just win the division.
0: All right, let's take a look through the ones that we have here. All right. Here comes your first one. I'll do it in the voice if you don't mind. Oh, sure.
1: Makes it real.
0: From there, Elijah went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, some boys came out of the town and jeered at him. Get out of here, Baldy, they said. Get out of here, Baldy. He turned around, looked at them, and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled all four of the boys. So saith our Lord. I'll say that again. So from there, Elijah went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, some boys came out of the town and jeered at him. Get out of here, Baldy, they said. Get out of here, Baldy. He turned around and looked at them and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled all four of the boys. Jesus. That's so saith the Lord.
1: The ultimate revenge fantasy. Straight out of the Bible, maybe. Maybe.
0: Maybe. It could be
1: bullshit. Could I be don't bullsh- know.
0: Are you ready for your next one?
1: I am. Ready to receive, Lord.
0: These men who had found the whore of the city of Hebrew, Very popular city, by the way. Mm. Weren't we just in Hebrew?
1: I think no, so. No, Bethel. Oh.
0: We were just in Bethel. I apologize. They look all the same. There's a whole bunch of villes I don't know either. Inside joke. Um... These men who found the whore of the city of Hebrew, they lay with her until they become drunk on wine and debauchery. When they awoke, she lay dead. They told no one of this night until they were found accused by a lone witness. Alas, they were not punished. This foul whore was not worthy of God or his forgiveness. She had chosen
1: her path. Amen. I feel like I may have heard that passage in a previous. Would you like me to read it again? I think, I know. This is kind of disturbing, um, because I I think what this means is that in the Bible, there is a curse called down upon boys that are mauled by bears. Is that the real one? That's exactly. That's what it says here in the paper. Is that. I mean, it's either whores dying or children getting mauled by bears.
0: Yeah, it says. Uh, two, Boy. Two bears came out of the woods and mauled all four of the boys.
1: Well, uh. I, whores or bears? Violence mauled? or. Yeah, violence or, or sex. <laughs> Welcome
0: to the Bible, whores Jesus, or bears.
1: I guess the real one maybe is getting mauled by bears? Is <laughs> that is that possible you, you want to go with that one yeah children getting mauled by bears let's see if that's in the bible it really it it's is
0: it, that is the <laughs> it's the real bible verse so
1: you cursed the, these boys because they were mean and then the they bears called you they
0: called you baldy
1: said ball hey baldy
0: that was in uh, that was in second kings chapter two Verses 23 and 24.
1: So, whoever was re- translating this part had this power revenge fantasy because some person called him Baldy. And then he decided, this is probably what happened, he decided to write a passage in the Bible like, you know what? If someone calls a guy Baldy, I'm going to smite you with bears. Did you hear that, Ron? Bears.
0: <laughs> I love I, that in Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I hear bears will come looking through the menstruation. So you hear that, Ron? Bears. Bears. That was a movie when, when I saw it at the theater. I walked out of the movie feeling like I had been molested, and I paid $8 to to be molested. It just I, I didn't like the movie in the theater. And then I watched it on DVD and paid attention, and it became one of
1: my absolute favorite comedies. That happens sometimes. I've seen a movie first time. Eh. I don't know why it doesn't resonate, and then it becomes like it it sort of grows on you if you catch it again, and then before you know it, I'm like, oh, every time this movie's on, I'll watch it. Um, Yeah, yeah, my
0: wife dragged me about a month ago to see Wakanda Forever, and I would rather call it Wakanda for Never.
1: Now, what is that about? That sounds boring as hell. I'm not going to lie. It
0: was very boring. Now, by (laughs) the way, Black Panther, the original? Yeah. on, On the point. Okay. Money. It so had, this is it. Was this like a this was literally a DC the, movie? This was was their way of handling the um, the death of the actor who played. Okay. Because they in the, oh. in the movie they 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 showed how you know he died. So they, they, another Black Panther had to be kind of quote unquote created. Right, right, right. Yeah. Weird. So that was you know it was really just not that great as far as a super superhero movie. And you know that's pretty much the only things that are popular right now. Horror. Yeah, as far I as I like know, that. that's all
1: that gets made anymore. Superhero movies and then boring, weird ones. It's just a mix. Nothing really interesting lately. Like maybe everything's been done. Maybe it's just time to stop doing movies for a year. Let's see what happens. Okay, everyone, stop writing movies. Producing movies just for a year. Let's go get some inspiration back. And uh, well, we will reconvene
0: here. And, re- and, and, and redo some movie that came out in the 70s. It was really good. Right. Let's ruin a classic. <sighs> exactly. Well, guys, that's going to take our segment one. We'll be back with uh, segment two right after these uh, brief commercial interludes. You're listening to the LSD podcast with Solione Smith, episode six, season eight, getting really close to our hundredth. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Rob Smith with the LSD podcast. Tell you about our latest sponsor. CMX Cinemas, the CineBistro as it's known. We'd like to definitely recommend you go out and give them a try. CMX CineBistro Hyde Park is a -a one-of-a-kind, elevated movie-going experience with amenities such as all-reserved recliner seating, full-service in-theater dining, extensive beer, wine, and cocktail selections, and a chef-crafted menu. All auditoriums feature 4K digital projection and a 7.1 surround sound. Guests may choose to dine in the restaurant and bar, even if not seeing a movie, and are never required to order food or drinks when seeing a movie. We also offer traditional movie concessions such as hot, fresh popcorn, candies, and snacks. The multifunctional theater is also available to rent for movie screenings, birthday parties, corporate events, meetings, and all kinds of celebrations. I can tell you from personal experience, my wife and I are both spoiled. We don't like to go see the movies anymore. We prefer the Cine Bistro. So check them out, go online, and get your tickets today. We're giving away free tickets to this December's holiday season at the CMX Cine Bistro. So if you vote on our Facebook page, you could be a winner. Hey everybody, Rob Smith here with the LST Podcast. Do you enjoy trivia? Do you have a favorite bar or restaurant that you like to play? If you're looking for something new and fun, consider Team Text Trivia. It's better than paper and pencil trivia, and we don't ask a bunch of questions that hurt your head, or people yell out the answer, which is, who cares? It's all about TV, movies, music, sports, general, and what's in the news today. You play directly from your phone, so there's no paper to worry about, and speed is the key. The faster you get your answers in, the more points you get. Fantastic for bars and restaurants. If you have a bar or restaurant you'd like to consider them to try Team Text Trivia, have them call 727-531-8880 and we'll get a booking and you'll be able to come out and enjoy Team Text Trivia with us. Or visit them on the web at TeamTextTrivia.com back live at five here at the LSD podcast with Solio and Smith. Uh, hey, it's time for uh viewer mail, Paul. Oh, viewer, viewer mail.
1: mail. I got to find some some kind of uh, uh... would it be listener mail or would we just have people staring at us through a window and, not, and I'm not I'm starting to feel like we're being watched and I didn't even know. Stop. Whoa,
3: yes, wait a minute. Wait.
0: Recognize the group? The uh, this the is postman, the, um... Yeah. This is the Postman. This is the showroom. Originally, the it was the Marvelettes. Oh, okay. This is a remake. Oh, You're
3: yeah. yeah. There must be yourself. from my boyfriend so you yourself away. Away. I know,
1: because yeah. I recognize that voice. It's the the so Carpenters. Man, you know what it is there's like a slight effect on her voice that I was surprised to hear cuz she, she doesn't need it.
0: She has she she can sound nasally which she definitely little, sounded like yeah. on that song and then her 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 deep registry her low registry is really good. Right. People get her confused with uh, Ann Murray yeah. the human duet.
1: No I I I love Karen Carpenter's voice. I didn't recognize it as much there. A
0: great drummer by the way. Tremendous has- percussionist.
1: Yep. If you see her any live performance, a lot of times she's sitting at the drum set. How one. many Karen
0: Carpenter's can you get in a phone book, Paul? Depends no. on how, how you stack the
1: bones. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. Suffered from a little-known little disease at that point called anorexia.
1: It's sad that uh, nobody really understood even body dysmorphia, let alone anorexia. If
0: Karen Carpenter would have shared that ham sandwich with Mama Cass, they'd both be alive today. It
1: would have been the thing that saved two... Stars with one decision. Oh, I'm sick. Can't believe it. I am so sick. No choking and no...
0: It's so funny. Okay, let's see if we can uh, find some viewer mail here. Here's one. Um, At him through the window. I think that sounds... No, boy. Him through the window. Through the window. Uh, Him through the window sent us a tweet, and it says, Smith, quit over-talking Solio." Let the dude get a word in edgewise on occasion. <laughs> you prick ya. I bet they're from Boston. You want to bet? You prick ya. I apologize if I ever over-talk you. I,
1: I'm not that big of a talker. So if I talk, I usually go on a rant and then I'm done for a bit.
0: What I discovered with uh, radio host that I used to work with at uh, Q95 up in Indianapolis, Bob and Tom, kind mm-hmm. of my, my radio DJ idols, um, I'd like to think our show is similar just similar to theirs, not to the quality, because they've got five or six people in studio, one person handling, Christy Lee handles the news, Chick McGee handles sports, you know, and they have comedians on every single week. Right, they do. uh, At the the comedy club. Promote them, yeah. But what was great about Bob and Tom is Bob was always this sweet guy that everybody liked, and Tom was kind of this annoying guy. So what they realized is that They got 100% of the audience because half the audience couldn't stand Bob, and half the audience couldn't stand
1: Tom. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, they are very different.
0: In this case, I think people definitely can't stand me, but you're tolerable. (laughs) Tolerable is is – I'll
1: take that compliment.
0: Uh, Okay. Uh, Janine – there's no E there. (laughs) JaninRosen227.com. Uh, when are you guys going to do a live podcast where we can come and listen or be part of the show? I live near Spring Hill, Florida, which is where we're located. Uh, so why not why not set something up and do a live recorded show? Your old school mixed with the new stuff is pretty cool. Keep us informed, okay? Yeah, we've I, we've I, always wanted to do a I live podcast. I think that would be a
1: lot of fun because we could just sort of set up on a stage or an area where they reserve for entertainment we, we could set you know, we'd have our our, our equipment, our sound. Yeah. we could we could play in between stuff. we could play music, do do some things that we can't do without live audiences that we normally that. do in, in front. it I would be fun yeah. actually. Well,
0: well, well Jan and Rosen 227, why don't you go find a bar, a restaurant, something like that? And uh, I would have no problem doing a, a live podcast. It would be
1: fun and we could probably do more things there. By incorporating some of the audience. We can
0: hit the applause light, know when they're supposed to applaud. Lot,
1: lot yeah. Definitely we could add some visual effects, but also involve the people there in some way. Uh, that would be a lot of fun.
0: All right. Here's another one though no, you're listening to viewer mail, by the way, because they're not viewers, they're listeners. But listeners mail doesn't sound No,
1: it right. does have the same ring to it. Viewer mail. This one is I like
0: fly it. fly by seat of pants. Ah, Seat, sp- seat is spelled S E E T by the I mean way. A spontaneous. You person Fly here. by seat of pants uh-huh. at liveuk.net. Oh, It's so, over oh, the UK. I've oh, we'll got some listeners out there. We do. Oh yes. It says uh, one of my mates turned. Now now he's got to be British. Uh, one of my mates turned me on to your program. We have a program. Did you know that, Paul? We have a program. We have a program. Uh, that one of his mates turned turned him on to our program, and I too have sent the link to my Facebook friends. We enjoy your disdain for religion.
1: (laughs) That's one way Uh, to put it.
0: American audiences seem to be either angry or scared to talk about religious dogma and the like. I had the privilege of seeing three of the four horsemen of the new age, Dawkins, Hitchens, and Harris. Hitch uh, has been missed, and I am glad you lads seem to enjoy the hypocrisy of organized religion. Are you familiar with Stephen Fry? I can say I am familiar with Stephen Fry. They were friends.
1: Weren't they friends? Yeah. Stephen, Stephen Fry and Hitch.
0: Stephen Fry and But Stephen Fry is a uh, uh, an outspoken uh, atheist, uh, British uh, talk show host and comedian. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Um, and also happens to be homosexual, which uh, uh, Hitch, Hitch would always use that against religion often. Sure.
1: Because here's him having a friend and yeah. and there's a religion who who judges people yeah, like he he goes
0: how, he goes how how dare you religious people claim that that Stephen uh, cannot go to heaven uh, I would if, if Stephen were to be my babysitter with my children when he was little they would be they would enjoy his company it would be wonderful and if a member of the priesthood showed up at my door I would call first a cab and then the police yeah it's true um so this guy and it says I actually went to secondary school with him Stephen Fry second oh that's uh middle school, I think.
1: I think so, yeah. yeah they call it secondary Primary, school. secondary. Yeah. Teacher, I, university.
0: Exactly, <laughs> absolutely. So, so I also went to secondary school with him. Anyway, love your program. How about a shout-out to those of us in Weston Western Super Mayor. Is that a city?
1: I'm, I'm going it to you a city. you got a Google thing in front of you. How do you spell that w, one?
0: W-E-S-T-O-N. And then super... Mayor. Yeah. John Mayer. It is?
1: It is. Town in England.
0: Weston Super Mayor.
1: Also known simply as Weston, is a seaside town in North Somerset, England. It lies by the Bristol Channel, 20 miles south. Now I know the where coast.
0: I heard it. John Cleese is from there.
1: I'll oh, really? I'll,
0: yeah. Check. Check on the thing there. I'll bet you John Cleese is from, uh, is from there. I'll bet I'm right. That's where I know I'd heard that before.
1: Weston Superman, yep. United Kingdom.
0: Yep, absolutely. And that just is, turned uh, in yep.
1: October, just turned 83, by the way.
0: Yes, I love me some John Cleese. Read his uh, autobiography. Man,
1: what a legend. Imagine being the guy who's part of Monty Python at this point. That's going to take care of uh, our viewer mail
0: segment. We want to thank the ones that are sending it. We used to do it. You know, once a season. I like the fact that we're doing it every week now, two or three. Yeah. That's to uh, and uh, you know, so gotta I'm, stay in I'm, tune. I'm over talking silly over one <laughs> segment or the next, whatever. All right, oh, yeah. are you ready to talk remakes, Paul?
1: Yeah, let's let's do some remakes.
0: In this episode, our vast musical knowledge will determine whether a song should have been remade or should have been left alone. We call it remake or let's not change. to remake. That is the question. We depend on you, our listeners, to vote on our Facebook page and tell us whether or not it should have been remade. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. That, of course, was the beginning of uh, Ice Ice Baby and also the beginning of.
1: Oh, uh, Under Pressure.
0: Under Pressure. By the Queen. Which reminds me of my second marriage. There was so much pressure in that bedroom, we made diamonds.
1: Well, I guess that's a that's a good benefit. You can look at the positive side. Absolutely, made diamonds. You rich she, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: she needed. Uh, yeah? She divorced <laughs> me because she just she went into the military. She needed a few good men. Oh well, you know. <clears throat> she was the whore of the city of Hebrew. By the way, good to let them. That's where they got that from. Find that. It was find easy it. for me to write that. I was thinking about my second, <laughs> my first wife and whore she was. Okay.
1: Onward and upward.
0: Remake or not remake? Now, last week, uh, Aretha Franklin trounced. Sure. Trout Otis Redding. Because we uh we deb- debuted debutted or debuted, depending on where you're from. If you're from Weston Superman. Uh yeah. He Otis Redding did the first version of Respect, and it was terrible, as Charles Barkley would say on NBA Live on TNT. It was terrible. And Aretha gave us the most popular so he won ninety seven percent to three percent. Wow. Biggest margin ever. In in our ever? particular segment.
1: Yes. Impressive. And you're
0: knocking on heaven's door. I'm I'm curious here. Guns and Roses, and 63 to like 37, I think was like the breakdown. Okay. But a lot of people commented that they didn't even know Guns and Roses did a remake, and they loved it when they heard it. Really?
1: Yeah. That's interesting because I would think because that remake was like the early 90s. I, yeah, I want to say like 91. Maybe. Like you said, so they it dragged her back to the studio somehow to do it. Yeah, I know. By then he was so unreliable, and it's—it is amazed that they put out a double album. <laughs> and that and that—that was pretty much. I it. did get a
0: text message from one of our listeners—an actual text message because they have my personal number because they're cool—and um, texted and said, "Yeah, I love the the I love what you said about the word door being four syllables long."
1: it Yeah, musicians have the ability to take syllables and stretch yeah. them if need be. Because basically, you know, Axl Rose was going knocking on heaven's door.
0: But then I also said to you, there was another use of Dahawar in a song. Do you remember it? Dahawar. Friends in Low Places. And I showed myself to the
1: the Dahawar. One, two, three, four. It's four-syllable door. Who knew that door was four syllables long? You know, it's just too boring if not. Yep. To the door.
0: Well, this week, week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Paul has got his to make or remake. I'm getting it set up now. He's going to start talking about it.
1: So, I love... Tommy James and the Shandells, because we focused on
0: him in the and, or the uh, and segments,
1: in the And Us segment, um, and they have a lot of hits that really, uh, interestingly enough, you know, you know sometimes a, a band has a musical sound that, where their songs are like almost remixes of themselves in in a weird way, where they they have a similar sound even though they're different songs. I, I feel like a lot of Tommy James hits have completely different sounds. The one I'm talking about here is Money Money. <laughs>
0: Many millennials are going. You mean this isn't Billy Idol? Right. Did somebody copy Billy Idol's song? So there obviously,
1: go. obviously, uh,
0: the original Tommy James and the Shondells.
1: Yep. And most people, everybody has heard the uh, the remake, the one you'll hear now more, uh, more often, uh, Billy Idol. And here is the more danceable version of this song. It's about a, maybe a whole step lower. Not not much difference. Five beats per minute faster. And he kept, yeah, he kept, he kept the spirit of it just a slightly bit faster. And the drum beat, the way it's laid down here, just seems to lend itself better to the dancing song. This dance song is Caucasian approved. It is 100% a Caucasian dance song. Now the
0: original, two minutes and 54 seconds long. Guess how long Money
1: Money is? Uh, it's about five minutes, if it's my memory serves. Four
0: fifty-nine. Yeah, exactly.
1: And and I've looked for s- shorter versions. I really, there's not much, you know, there's not much different. Uh, it's just a longer version of the song. And uh, I thought that was strange, but that's that's the way they did it. And um...
0: and we did talk about in a previous podcast, and occasionally we will go back uh, and do that. But uh, "Money Money" and I think I'm alone now. Both Tommy James original songs were both on the top forty charts like the same week.
1: Yeah, which it's is
0: kind of fast. Never happened before. Yeah, never has an artist had two remakes of their song. And separate he, songs on the charts at the same
1: time. And think of the two artists that had those songs. You've got, on one hand, Tiffany, you know, Pop Star, Goody Two, blah, 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 Bubblegum. And then on the other hand, you got, you know, Pop Punk, Billy Idol. Uh, just uh, funny that they each found a way to take that song, make it popular again. Uh, a, di- a different song. But yeah,
0: it would be hard to find two, two groups more, what's that word, diametrically opposed.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, just a fascinating really and and kind of a credit to Tommy James I guess as a songwriter really that uh... well I I will tell you this I did read
0: um, an article in Rolling Stone magazine probably late 80s early 90s probably a couple years after this uh, song by Billy Idol actually came out Mm -hmm. Um, Tommy James made more money off of Billy Idol's version of that song than he made off his own
1: I believe it yeah royalties and and airplay yeah because
0: he wrote it he gets all the money for
1: it right radio airplay so when a song comes back i mean 20 years it's perfect timing if you think about it like 20 years later when you're not really performing anymore all of a sudden your song is popular more than it's ever been and it's only a slightly tweaked more danceable you know just a little more aggressive version of it but the spirit of the of his song is right there
0: greece resurrected um oh frankie valley's career yeah one of his biggest selling records was just the song Grease, right. the theme song to the movie Grease. And who else was that that had a uh, resurrected career? The Monkees came back in the 80s. They made more money touring in the 80s and early, early 90s. And they did it's interesting. at the height of their career when they were young.
1: Right. You had people going like, oh, it's the Monkees are there. So then, And then by then they're adults and they can afford to go see them.
0: Here they come... A walking down the street. I've got a pretty good remake here. Now, I, I think when we come to yours, I've got kind of a feeling like Billy Idol's going to win. Yeah. That's my, my prediction. Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm a genius like that. Right, right. Uh, the one I have here, um, some people may go, oh, I didn't know that this was remade. This is the original. <laughs>
2: And I'm singing this song
3: All the little birds on J. Bird Street Love to hear the robin go tweet, tweet We'll rock
0: and robin Tweet, tweet, rock, rock, tweet Rock, rock,
3: rock and robin Tweet, tweet the Singer, flow, Bobby rock and D. E. Really every little swallow, every
0: chicken I'm going to guess
1: 1961 for this. The the Late 50s, <laughs> 57.
0: Ooh, I was four years off. Holy shit. Rockin' Robin by Bobby D. Bobby that's Day. Bobby Day. Oh, it says Bobby D here, but you're probably right there, because you've got the great and glorious Google in front of you. And anything on the internet has got to be correct.
1: Bobby Day. Bobby yes. Day. Verified by... How Wednesday. high
0: did that get on the charts?
1: Let's see, what is Rock and Robin Peak position on Billboard position. was Let's see would peak at number two for two weeks, the original Never made number one, but pretty damn close Right And you know, it's interesting because it's, it's a song that's still, it's one of those 50s songs that most people still know to this day or have heard in either movies or shows yet it never hit number one another example of that where it's not as big a hit on the radio when it comes later maybe absolutely so the original done by bobby day
0: 1957. the remake i believe would have been about 16 years later
1: wait a minute i think i might have just given you the info from uh, michael's version unless they both went to two yes They both hit number two. Both hit number two.
0: Michael Jackson version 73? 72. I was close. Close enough. Oh. One of the only top 40 songs to ever feature a piccolo. Yeah. Which, oddly, makes sense. It's not a flute you're hearing. It's a piccolo. Comes. Yeah, makes sense. Just kind of like little birds chirping. What you discovered uh, in the 70s, especially, and it also carried over into the 80s, is that these artists that they wanted to get them some airplay, they would do a remake. Mm-hmm. They would do a cover. Uh, guys like uh, Sean Cassidy and Leaf Garrett. That's how they got on the right, chart. Just kind
1: so, of like. We'll give you a familiar song, but here's a new person that we want to see if you like them, and then maybe give an original that they wrote, or right. something that they wrote for them.
0: Because, you know. I mean, you know, Tiffany, all of her other hits, like, um... uh, well, there was that, that. Well, the, the oh, the young...
1: sheep
0: What well, was the, no, that uh, was, that was, that was, a, huh. that was I guess it doesn't, Debbie Gibson, I think. It
1: doesn't always did. work yeah debbie
0: so yeah i think we're alone now by a tiffany great job uh, <laughs> i think my
1: hits alone i think this is my only hit now
0: to say michael jackson made his career with covers not true but this one is one that i think got them some radio play i want you back started getting played abc started getting played i'll be there started getting played a whole bunch of different songs started getting kind of get at that point kickstart But, I mean, between the two, let's play a little bit more of each here.
1: So both versions have a pickle on that.
0: Almost 50 beats per minute faster is Michael's version. That was when Michael was black, right?
1: Yes, okay, yes. You can hear, you can tell by the voice.
0: Yeah, you can tell by that, that real high pitch voice. I can hit yeah. notes like that, but I got to be going commando and get the boys adjusted. You know, well, now
1: you know why he grabbed so much. It's just it was it was you know technical skill that he needed to Absolutely. achieve it. So, that's
0: what how old would Michael Jackson be now? He was born in fifty nine, or or nineteen sixty. Let's see.
1: He was born. In 58.
0: Oh, yeah. So that would make him... So
1: he'd be 65 uh, this summer. He'd turn 65. He'd be
0: 65. retirement age.
1: Yeah, he'd be collecting Social Security.
0: I wonder what he would look like now if he's still... Would he still be skinny and, and like Skeletor? Pro-
1: probably. He probably would just age kind of like an old... Because like he, the rest of his brothers
0: off. just aged like, like old black guys.
1: Right. Because they didn't do... They didn't screw themselves yeah. up, you know. They—they they all had such a, well, such a lived, horrible child. Well, they lived off
0: their brother for the rest of their <laughs> well, life. Well, that too, nice.
1: but, but they could also kind of hide in the shadow, and they didn't get the kind of scrutiny.
0: And I love it when somebody says, "Well, Janet Jackson's got more 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 hits than Michael Jackson." I'm like, okay, so the Foo Fighters have more Grammys, yeah. so right? It's sorry, Jess.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, had and, to get that in. And it's also about long, like what what has staying power, what doesn't. I don't hear Janet Jackson songs that often anymore. It was almost like they were very product of the time. What hits.
0: was the last Janet jo- Jackson song you remember somebody requesting?
1: I I can't honestly. I can tell you, but it was very cringe for me. I think it was uh, one of her like really slow. It was off like the Janet album, the one where she's you know someone's holding her tits on the cover, and I'm trying to think it. I don't know if I remember that cover, Paul. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. 90, 90 what was it? Ninety three, yeah. something like that.
0: All I know is is I uh I enjoyed some time with that cover by myself what was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. I, I kind sure. of
1: enjoyed that. I, I think it might have been again or something, and I'm like, Really? You really wanna hear that?
0: I'm actually going Once. to play a And it was from like ten years ago. <laughs> I'm gonna play a Janet Jackson song here that was on my panty parter's cd sure sure back in the day when i was single and mackin is that the word mackin
1: i, mackin'. Think, it, I think at one time that was the word i don't know what Important. what the verb am i chill am i fire
0: see i don't know this stuff
1: it changes every six months so. i would say
0: it's hot or cold now it's either chill or fire but this song was on my uh, panty parter's cd
1: Like a moth to a flame by the right. yeah. This would have been the slow song to pick if you wanted this to hear slow janites. Yeah. Sex. That's the way love goes. It's, this is yeah, this is a uh, absolutely. Every time I hear this song, just the I have some five laying back beat, it's just it's just kind of a sensual. how high this hit i don't know that it's a massive hit but it's one of uh, if i had to pick a like a, a favorite song that would be up there because it's very and it's just agreeable it's just kind of like nice in the background anywhere you go it's not offended. It's sexy but it's not like gratuitous the tempo is good that's the way love goes let me see where i know we're getting off track a little but I, it's kind of 1993 Position. We were oh, It's her biggest top 100 airplay hit, spending 10 weeks at number one. There you go. So it was a big hit. Yes. She had a lot of hits in that time, so it's hard to remember what stayed on longer than others. But uh, So I, I guess I guess we're in agreement with the... I've air- seen her in
0: concert <laughs> twice. Saw her once in the Velvet Rope Tour. Awesome. Saw her the next time when she was married to the Muslim gentleman who made sure she was covered from her neck all the way to her toes mm-hmm. and she couldn't do any provocative dancing. All of her dancers did all that work. It's a very, very lame concert. It was weird. kind of like Wakanda Forever as a concert. That's so weird. What a strange... The last song that anybody ever requested to dance, to dance to at a party that I was at, and this has probably been ten years ago but somebody requested this song and it's one it's of her good. better dance songs this is caucasian dance approved her videos were always great she always looked like she was having a ball yeah. songs. yeah it was always like a party
1: Turkey turkey. Oh, yeah. miss you much. Miss you much. Waiting in, for the music to start. Because all the drum beats are the same. In that
0: um, actual Rolling Stone article, if you guys can find the magazine, the one that has her uh, boobies in somebody's hands holding them, she admitted what song she likes to perform live in concert more than any other. All of those artists have a song that they like to sure. perform live to... An actual live crowd. I would imagine. Sure. This will blow you away when you hear which one it is. This is absolutely going to surprise
3: you.
1: I was going to guess. It's, uh, is it Black Cat? Black Cat. Really? I was going to say it's not Black Cat, is it? She says she feels like a rock star, which she's doing this riff in the beginning. It's that's their only real song with like a I mean, reminiscent of Michael Jackson using Slash for beat it. I think that's uh, Eddie, Eddie Van, Van Halen. Hale. Hale. But same caliber of talent, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I see why. If that's why, that why then I understand. She doesn't really have any other song with this much attitude from an instrument with her, like a, a kind of an iconic opening riff from one of her songs.
0: So welcome to the Jackson family segment. Well, it kind of, you know, it went off track a <laughs> little, but it was don't interesting. do have any problems
1: with tangents. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's my life. I am a tangent. It's,
0: it's, a, it's a live, unscripted show, and according to some of our listeners, they like the fact that they don't do a lot of edited crap. <laughs>
1: hey, guys, go off the rails a little more, why don't you?
0: Um, for our 100th episode, uh, there's a strong possibility here. I, I, it's not carved into stone. You will see it's written in the sand at high tide. We may have another one of our celebrity interviews oh, boy. with a very famous person. Oh no. I can only imagine. Uh, almost I would say infamous right now. Oh. This is a guy who we could not have gotten an interview with this guy ever in history five years ago. But we may we're getting close. I've talked to the publicist, I've talked to the agent.
3: Hmm.
0: We may be having a celebrity interview and I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna get it recorded and we're gonna play it on our hundredth. Amazing. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm just right. telling you right now, again, my nipples are hard. Nice. This is two times today. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nipples being hard, you want to tell the story about the game show event we did last night?
1: Well, we uh, for the first time in my remembrance, uh, we had a team of nuns called Sister Act. Sister Act. Makes they were all sense. dressed in full nun habits. Full habits, crosses, crosses and all. Uh, really, really looked the part and were into it. And... There was... I'm trying to remember the question that led to this moment.
0: Uh, it was uh, fill-in-the-blank. Blank prize. Okay.
1: So there was a moment where they had to fill-in-the-blank. I don't remember how this became a thing where the tweaking occurred. But there was a a nun dressed... A woman dressed as a nun who did the miming of the nipple tweaking.
0: Yes. Self-nipple tweaking. She literally grabbed her habit, pulled it out, and formed two, like, Madonna boobies. And then tweaked. And I just... I lost it. There's a moment. I just completely for... lost it. And you were nice enough to catch the moment live at a picture. Yeah. So I may just put that up on the
1: Facebook page. Sure. People. I may just do that. People will see a nun going, Boop. I've been known to put weird pictures like that up. Sometimes. How many people don't believe some of the stories we tell? Well, you know, there's proof. Yeah. There's some proof here. And there
0: was a lady on one of the teams named Meemaw,
1: and she was just a riot. So she just must be like the grandma of the place. Yep. The yep. general Meemaw. grandma.
0: Yep. And I had, I, I said... I. Basically, we're going to develop a uh, sitcom. You know, check out ABC, ABC's Tuesdays at 8, featuring Meemaw, you followed meemaw. by Hee Haw. on Haw, Meemaw. meemaw. <laughs> All right, we're going to be back with uh, our next segment after this, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back. We've got our featured year in rev- review. Easier for you to say, for those of you that speak English. Our featured year in review is the year of?
1: 1981
0: this 1981. time. We'll be right back.
1: The lighter side of dark and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world cuppy cakes if you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up uh, a wedding birthday getting off probation I want you to give them a call go to their website check out their work it is impeccable they've been around since 2011 and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see www.OurCupyCakes.com or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today, I promise you won't be disappointed. CupyCakes.
2: Welcome back and now to the second segment of the show where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge.
0: Paul, how are we going to feature our vast musical knowledge in this segment?
2: Well, I guess we're
1: going to start with the year. 1981. 1981.
0: Why is that a special year for
1: me, you might ask? Well, I think a monumental year in any young man's life is the year that he graduates high school. Whether whether it's a good year or a bad year, it's a very memorable one. High school. Best seven years of my life. So, yeah, good. That's good. You stayed extra just because you loved it so Absolutely. much. I'm sure there was no other reason. Yeah.
0: I played uh, baseball for five years. I had a full full beard, mustache, and a social, you know, I got right. a social security check. To like, coach baseball. or first baseman? I don't. 1981, I will tell you, was, in in my opinion, it was after disco. And there's always a period of time in music when you have a a massive element of music. And disco controlled music for a period of 76 to 81. They controlled it. Um, Suddenly in 81, everything disco was disco sucks, disco's horrible. But then what were people dancing to? There wasn't, right. it was just a weird year. And I can tell you, I was there. I wanted good music. I'm not going to be playing a lot of music in this segment that, that was big with me in 81. Because as any kid, you would go, oh, I don't like these songs. I like this hard rock band. I right. you know, like Zeppelin. You know, like Ozzy Osbourne. Right. Which I, I was okay with either one, but it's like, I was into ACDC. Right. I was into Styx. I was into Ario Speedwagon. I was in a foreigner. Those were the groups that were really big. And Journey, when when I was when I was in high school, we're not going to be hearing a lot from those groups on the best songs of 1981 because they just they didn't chart that high. What was the biggest song of 1981? You're probably wondering, Studio Audience. Here it is. I love Weird Yanko, Weird Al Yankovic's version of this song. She's got Marty Feldman eyes. It's
3: hilarious.
0: (laughs) This is Kim Carnes, am I right? Kim
3: Karnes. If you're asking who,
0: you're not alone. That just shows you just how, I'll use the term, how limp-dicked music was in 1981. They
1: didn't, you know, it was trying to find a new identity. So here was a song that sounded nothing like disco. It's almost like that's what happened. Like here's something new. Let's just play it. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then you end up with Betty Davis eyes as the number one song. And I mean,
0: that I mean, that's not even a song that's even I would say songs are you've got a, a ballad, and you got middle of the road, yeah. and you got dance. I don't road. know what it is. This one is is it's it's too fast to be a ballad. Uh-huh it's too slow to be danceable and I
1: don't even know if it's middle of the road I know if that's a word middle of the roadie it's a little too loud for that even it's got like it's almost like it's starting to develop the 80s sound but it didn't know how to be an 80s song yet now this
0: song came really really close to dethroning Betty Davis eyes yeah I graduated high school this was a big song oh my god how terrible Olivia Neutron Bomb
1: much better tempo though as cheesy as this song is and it's really cheesy and dated
0: let's get spiritual spiritual I wanna get spiritual she did look incredibly good in the tight spandex suit with the light warmers.
1: Yeah. This, move, this video was all about like 80s fashion and, and aerobics starting. It's like a whole shift.
0: Physical, physical. That's about all I can stand to that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very uh, song of the time. She, a lot of her music does. What's dispense. a couple that
0: uh, you've it up on your list there?
1: Let's see. Well, i got a playlist here. Um, oh boy. We had some, uh, some 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 of the little punky pop stuff starting in this time as well. Kids in America by Kim Wilde, another who? Looking a Couple of those in the early '80s,
3: window, and I think you would start to see a lot
1: of uh, kind of Euro pop invasion happening again, like
3: the '60s. And I wonder why. A little bit
1: Bangles-ish, knee, or a little bit Go-Go's-ish. You could see where they—they probably were just at about an age where they were learning to play and growing up and listening, and like they loved this and kept going. But it's a few years not long. It's about to know a few of sorts, and I think. Again, totally different from disco. I'm glad I didn't have to buy that album. And, and yeah, right. So, lots of different types of songs being thrown around in the early 80s. Speaking of punk
0: bands, this band, a lot of people don't realize, were actually a punk band. They became pop. They were a punk band when they started. That's interesting. Deborah Harry was
1: most assuredly punk. Yeah. People will, I mean, bands have done that. Not the fans don't always dig it, but this is a quintessential middle
0: of the road song. You play this and people just they just start rocking, it's got that tropical,
1: almost calypso feel to it. Very safe. And definitely something you can play at a cocktail beach hour thing.
3: My bride is high.
1: <laughs> Depending on the wedding.
0: tide is high ladies and gentlemen what you got next there Sully Ope.
1: wouldn't be the 80s without Daryl Hall and John Oates and their kiss well
0: someone's kiss is on their list would you agree with me and say this was the first song of the second part of their career Probably.
1: I mean, 80, 81.
0: Cause Cause rich Girl and Sarah Smile. That's like the 70s. That was like the, the. They were popular, but they weren't. And all of a sudden, MTV came out right. and
1: displayed. played. And they took that set that sort of leaped to the next tier of popularity. So, yeah, another quintessential 80s Holland Oats sounding song. That was uh, 1981. Kiss on My List.
0: Yep. Now, next song I'm about to play, Tell Me if you think this
1: could be a country song? Oh, yeah, Queen of Horns. It absolutely has that feel to me. Like kind of someone out of Nashville who's just kind of sitting there and doing a rocky,
3: rocky-ish.
1: This seems like a country song to me. It, I always considered it kind of a country song. I guess it doesn't have that, uh, you're saying it doesn't really have that reputation? I mean, I liked it. It was like all right. Like a country yeah. pop sort of Maybe closer to you know, what you're hearing now, or in the late, like late 90s, early 2000s, some of that safer country. Not so twangy, but certainly a southern feel.
0: Yeah, she had Angel of the Morning, Queen of Hearts, Break It to Me Gently, and The Sweetest Thing. Those were her hits. Those,
1: those were her, Juice yeah. Newton.
0: Juice Newton. And also, Shaggy did a cover of her song, Angel of the Morning.
1: Interesting. Wasn't,
0: was, wasn't that Shaggy? What a weird pick. Yeah, angel uh, in the morning, yeah, Mr. Lofa. <laughs> You do that very well. That's, <laughs> a,
1: that's a very good, oh, you shaggy, can. right there. <laughs> Professional shaggy, uh, yeah. And let's
0: it. see if that's let's see if that's the uh, the right one. Pretty sure it is. Angel in the morning. Shaggy covering the Juice Newton song. This is strange. Exactly
1: twenty years apart. From yeah, each other. interesting. Honestly, and he also has the Joker you, in here. Somehow shoved
3: <laughs> Steve Miller
1: and made a mashup. And it works. Uh-huh. It's weird. Yeah, you're my darling angel, angel of the morning. It's, it's basically the same song. Right. No, I and mean, that was a big hit. You can actually, depending on the crowd, they'll still slow dance to that. Yes, so I agree song. with you, and I, it's I, odd, but but it, they will. <laughs> and I. What else you got for eighty one? Let's see, eighty one. Here's a good one. Not even my favorite, <inaudible> favorite lover boys song, but everyone
0: knows <clears throat> I'm literally always working for the weekend. Sure.
1: Monday morning, working for well, the weekend's, working weekend's gonna be here soon. <laughs> I work with him. Everybody's one. And of course, if you're an SNL fan, the first thing that comes to mind is Chip and Dale's oh. Sketch, with Patrick Swayze, Chris, Chris Farley. One of the greatest moments in television history. Honestly, tonight. And the hardest part was watching Patrick Swayze not completely lose He was so good, in, and I love how he played it so straight, like and seriously, and was it was great. He was he was really an underrated actor, as cheesy as Roadhouse was. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Just
0: now got into the Hall of Fame this year. And I'd like to think we had something to do with we that. We seem to have an influence.
1: I've we, we have some power. You know. I mean. She's got like
0: totally her whole entire head of hair is in that same Pat Benatar cut.
1: Yeah. But it's totally gray. She looks great. Yeah, I bet she
0: looks absolutely fantastic.
1: Probably stayed busy touring. I mean, touring and, and performing is exercise. That'll keep you. You're getting steps in. You're sweating. So if she's been performing this whole time, I bet she still. I bet she still puts, still puts on a great show too. I don't know that she's toured in
0: a while, no. but but at her Hall of Fame induction, uh, she did a medley okay. all stuff, which was she sounded great. Nice.
1: Now she took care of herself then. All right, you're up next. Well, that's how we all get around. They also had oh, themselves a few hits. Here's the cars. With another, I'd say this is another good middle of the road type of uh, song you can play it in the background and certain events. Or, or, people bob their heads too. Yeah, Yeah.
0: So all they know
1: is really the chorus. Shake like, it up, right? Yeah. Ricka isn't the most articulate. Uh, wasn't Wasn't the most articulate. Yeah, that was the car shake. I'm
0: gonna up. change the vibe here. Smokey Robinson. At
1: this point, a bit of a comeback song for him. Oh, there's that 80s saxophone. It sounds like a girl. I
3: don't it's funny how some people can get
1: away leave. with just singing like a girl and it I doesn't even matter. Like, how do you get someone to say, like, you sing like a girl, I but it sounds great?
0: Should, we should sell the theme of that uh, to uh, the Jewish people. Being a Jew, be being a Jew. Jew, wanna be a Jew. I would be, don't care what they say about our noses.
3: noses. Yeah, but, there we go.
0: Do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can <didn't laughs> write a Perfect. song. You've written a song before. <laughs> we We're go. gonna have to take that one on karaoke and title it "Being a Jew." Being a Jew.
1: Being a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're up. Let's see here. Um, oh, here's an interesting this sounds almost more like a 70s song. Last hurrah uh, for of Rick James's dancey 70s stuff, but it's 81. Great electric slide song. Yeah. Gotta have some uh, speed to it if you can do it. Well, it's got, it's that, it's got that white person one, two, three, four. One, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. Hey, okay. yeah. This one is Caucasian right? dance approved. We're all Caucasian We're now. Give it to me, baby. I love that song. Great
0: song. Now this one, I'm I'm gonna guess that you will not be able to tell me the group without cheating and looking at your Google.
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Have the group. If this is su- is this Tsukiaki? Yeah, yeah taste a taste of One honey, hit honey. wonder, ladies and gentlemen. It's all
3: because
1: of you. And then it came back, and uh, it was in the '90s,
3: was it?
1: Don't know. Love love all for one. I love no, you so.
3: yeah.
0: Suki I Yucky love is what, how I referred to this in you know, I well, Don't play that stupid song, Suki Yucky. Suki!
1: So yeah, that was a cover then, but that must have been the first, I guess it was a Japanese, Kyu Sakamoto.
0: This was um, one of the big first crossover hits that crossed over the pop charts in 1981. Alabama, Feel So Right. Whisper to me song this one is in the second tier of heavy hitters. It's not in the top ten heavy hitters, but it's in the second tier. Mm-hmm. So if you needed an eleventh heavy hitter slow song to pack the dance floor, this one will work. Sure. Feel So Right by Alabama. A crossover. That was number one on the country charts for, like, forever. Mm. But it did cross over to the uh, top 40.
1: Interesting. Someone else kind of made a splash 1981. Personally, it's the
0: only Bruce Springsteen song I like. Yeah. I will play Glory Days,
1: but I like this song. Glory Days gets... A lot of the songs get... But he doesn't ever write a bridge in his music, so they get really repetitive. But he is a great lyricist. The Boss. The Boss, Bruce Springsteen. Would
0: you please play some Bruce Springfield? Sure, absolutely.
1: (laughs) All right, here's Rick Springsteen with (laughs) Jesse Days. Glory, glory (laughs) girl.
0: This group made their money in the disco era. This was one of their last top 40 hits in 81 because you couldn't play this group or the Bee Gees on radio anymore. If you haven't realized it, ladies and gentlemen, this is ABBA, spelled both ways. ABBA, winner takes it all. I don't want to talk.
3: I don't
1: want you to either. <laughs> I don't want you to talk. I don't want you to sing. I don't want you to do much of anything. Right, exactly. I think you had this on your list to play, but uh, just so that we don't... Matter of fact, it's right there. Is that there. next? Billy Squire, another... It's interesting because here's an example of a guy where the video scene actually sort of killed his momentum. He was kind of on the up and up. And then I think it was... every Was it Everybody Wants you or One of those... They made him do a video and it was terrible. And it killed him this song was before that and it's a good
0: kind of, yeah this uh this song was uh was our baseball teams like
1: theme yeah song. it's like it's got a, a billy you gotta stroke your bass hits you know? yeah, yeah and you know and it's he's just he's a good guitarist and he, and he has a nice sound for rock he, he, he has some nice this licks. is on guitar hero yeah it's a great song it's a good tempo it's the kind of song that is, is, if you're learning guitar and you want to play, you know, it's not that out of, re- you know, it's not that ridiculous. But it has, like, you know, if you put some overdrive on it and you give it a bit of a crunchy sound. He was he was a good guitarist, but just kind of couldn't handle the video era. The first
0: ever credited rap song to reach the top 40.
1: I hmm. know. Where are you going with it? It's that punk band again. Yep.
0: They are credited with the first rap song to ever chart. It's ahead crazy. of Sugar Hill Gang, Ahead of Run DMC, Ahead of Grandmaster Flash and it's the Furious nice. Five, Which, by the way, we have to remember them for funk. Grandmaster Flash and Grandmaster the Furious Flash. Five. Gotta remember them, too. And Sugar Hill. You guys, so next season, We're bringing the funk in our news segment. I'm excited about it. We're already talking about halfway through this season.
1: Let's get to the rap part. Without eating cars. It's,
3: it's,
1: I would love to know how that all came about. So here's what we're gonna do, guys.
3: Well, now you see what you wanna be. Just have your party on TV. Cause the man from Mars won't eat up balls where the TV's on. Now he's gone back from the space where he wouldn't have a hassle with the human race. And you hip hop and don't stop, just blast off now he only eats yeah.
0: a white lady rapping kind of like the old lady and the wedding singer I yeah. said
1: a hip a hop a hip I think the white lady in the hip don't stop yeah,
0: I think and she, rock she was better. bang bang buddy do I have that I think I actually have do that you?
1: I mean uh, no disrespect Deborah Harry is amazing and as uh, a legendary singer and performer but oh my god that was Oh, oh shit, dude. I actually have it. Are you, have you ready?
0: Do you have uh, it? If you haven't seen Wedding Singer, people, this is a spoiler. It's
1: pretty tight for a wedding band behind me. I said
2: hip hop. I hip it to the hip to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rock to the bang bang boogie. Say up jump the booty to the rhythm of the booty the beat. <laughs> it's
1: better. She's got a little bit of a tighter flow than Deborah Harry. I hate Real to say Blondie
0: that. or Old Lady Blondie? Right. Yeah. All right, you're up for your next one. I've only got two more left that I want to focus on. There's like a lot more that we probably could have hit, but. All right. Well, uh, you mentioned
3: a few of your
1: bands that you liked at that time period. This is one of their slower songs, but "Ariola Speedwagon," very popular, named after a
0: car. Yes.
3: They say you got a boyfriend. You're out late every week. They're talking Take about the you and it's bring it down.
2: Callin's call girl a board.
3: But I know the neighborhood and talk is cheap when the story is good.
1: There's a lot of possessive, jealous guys.
3: sometimes
1: Or maybe they just date their own kind of girls. Take it on the run, Rio Speedway.
0: Um, this next one is definitely a one hit wonder um, most people don't know the name of the song
3: when I was younger man I hadn't a can fooling around hitting the town growing my head you
0: came they hit in 1981 the climax blues band and a song is called I love you simple as that only song in rock history called I love you by the way that's crazy to think
1: such a, such love a love is
0: used in every every song
3: like yeah, yeah most harmony. people
0: Climax Blues Band I love you I had to buy that uh, entire album just for that fucking song
1: <laughs> that's how it was that's yeah. it you'd buy it for one song and then you just pray that there was another like two on there at least to make it worth
0: one of the scariest movies I ever saw in my entire life was this one you recognize it Yep. this
1: is uh, uh, Christopher Christopher cross, right?
0: Right. Arthur's theme.
3: You said scary, I
1: thought. Yeah, okay, right. you look uh, confused. Yeah, that's why I look confused. Go ahead, Paul. Ask me why I was so scared. Why were you scared movie. for Arthur, the movie?
0: Okay, you, I'm going to tell you the true story, okay? No, oh. bullshit. no sure, bullshit. Sure, it's sure, It's not sure, like Bible sure. or bullshit. It's true story. Okay. Um, I was a big roller skater when I was like in high school. Hmm. used to go roller skating once a week, sometimes twice a week. And... I was uh, roller skating at one of my uh, haunts. It was called the Big Red Barn. Big, huge, giant place. And why did you why did you go to skate? Girls, right? Yeah, so skating. I'm down there skating, minding my own business. And I see this dude about my size, high school kid, messing with these two little girls that were probably, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. And I mean, like, I could tell there was some, there was some shit going on so i skated over i said what's the problem and he he turned says something really stupid i said listen leave them alone they don't want you around them leave them alone or we'll go outside we'll take the skates off and i'll absolutely beat the piss out of you so he kind of left them alone and then the last song of the night couple skate only these two little girls came over to me and said would you skate with us Okay, you're 11, 12 years old, whatever, big deal. They were cute little girls. So one by this hand, one by this hand, I skated around with them for the last thing. And they asked me my name, I told them my name. So now for the next four to six weeks, they're there every week, I'm there every week, their their last name was Shake, just like the milkshake, Mm -hmm. or like my milkshake brings the boys to the yard. Shake, whatever you, Mm -hmm. Shake, Shake Your Love by Debbie Gibson. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. Shake It Up by the Cars. Mm -hmm. So, this goes on for about a month, and every time there was a couple skate, and they didn't have anybody to skate with, and I didn't, we'd skate together. It, it was innocent. No big deal. Yeah. So one night, I'm leaving the skating rink, and I'm kind of walking out with them, and they're walking towards a station wagon, because in the 80s, that's what everybody had, instead of SUVs, right. it was a station wagon, and the their mother was in the front seat, and she motioned me over, and um, she goes, are, are, are you Rob?" And I said, yes. And uh, she goes, well, the girls just say nothing but great things about you. They really appreciated you telling that bully to leave them alone and stuff. They don't have any brothers or anything. But I really appreciate, you know, you kind of keeping an eye on them when they're here. I said, they're adorable young ladies. They're always going to be my skating partners. Right, girls? You know, no problem. So the next week, very next week, one of them says to me, hey, um, my sister wants to meet you. I said, oh, you got another sister? She goes, yes, She's 18. So I take a look at these two girls, and I physically am morphing them into the future to see what they're going to look like as eighteen-year-olds. They were cute girls; they were built like two-by-fours. But I'm thinking, okay, what well, if at they,
1: that age, sure. What, yeah.
0: if they, eh, what if they? When they hit like, puberty, yeah, and yeah, you know, know what? I bet you an eighteen-year-old version of one of these girls might be cute. And they said her name is Valerie. Cute girl
1: name. Sounds cute.
0: Cute girl name. You know, your wife does not have a cute girl name. Your wife is gorgeous, but she does not have a cute girl name. My wife has an exotic name. It's weird. You know, you don't know too many people with my wife's name. But Valerie, it's kind of like if somebody said, hey, Paul, I'm going to hook you up with a girl named Heather. You're like, I'm down. I'm going to hook you up with a girl named uh, Beulah. Not so much. Hmm. Kind of like Natalie Portman. If I said, I'm going to hook you up with Natalie Portman, you're like, Nah.
1: i probably just demand a picture and yeah. and and figure the name is is maybe just a starting point. But let's see picture and I'm, then we'll yeah I'm gonna <laughs> hook you up we'll with my knowner
0: Jud you know. So anyway, I decide she goes well. She wants she wants to know if she can call you, and I said okay. So I wrote my number down a piece of paper, gave it to the girls. Next day phone rings, it's Valerie, their older sister. First thing she says, she thanks me for being nice to her sisters and that her sisters have told her that I'm cute. And I'm listening to her on the phone. She's got a hot girl voice, Paul. Mm-hmm. She's just got a great hot girl voice. And he goes, well, would you like to go out and do something? I said, sure. I said, why don't we uh, to go to a movie, maybe uh, Friday night? So, oh, boy. Arthur. I take her to see Arthur. Mm-hmm. I love anything with Dudley Moore in it, because he was actually one of the original, he almost was a Monty Python member. That's how close he came. During this movie, first date, I knock on the door, the door opens, and there she is, standing there. And you know what's running through my mind? Please be a sister. Please be a sister. Please be a sister. Are you Rob? I said, yeah, you must be Valerie. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Something was wrong with the gene pool. Different mom, different dad. I don't know what the hell.
1: Some people just don't get that lucky, I guess. It's and sad.
0: She wasn't. Uh, let me put it this way. I, I, I've been out with physically uglier women than her, mm. but
1: not by much. <laughs> Rigging, so, a ringing endorsement
0: we go to the movies during the movies she has her hands all over me dude she is grabbing my junk Huh? she is all over me during nice. this movie this was our first date yeah, we hadn't even kissed that's a turn off and it was just you know the, and, I, and that's why I said that was the scariest movie I ever saw because I was just I was terrified during that movie
1: I mean I'm surprised she didn't like unzip my pants that's the only thing she didn't do That's weird that's very aggressive especially for like 81 they, that kind of aggressive like ah, maybe maybe you didn't even buy her, he, she didn't even buy a dinner she didn't even buy a popcorn yeah, first
0: exactly So we buy get Bioman buy popcorn we, and we a get drink. back to, we get back to her house after the movie and I get I, get, I, I figure, okay, I'm get to the front door kiss her good night I can kiss sure. her I can kiss an ugly girl one time get in the car drive skid marks and get out of there no she pulled me in the house pulled me over to the couch
1: oh no and you sexually assaulted i
0: was was me too i guess i could tell my story well i was was basically assaulted right there
3: hmm.
0: um we didn't get to bump in any uglies or anything because that would have been bumping ugly but yeah so then like um her sister comes down the stairs. One of the oh, one of the girls and I'm like, oh, thank God, thank oh, God, thank God. Please, please come down the stairs. Okay. She kind of goes through in her pajamas, goes, gets a drink of water, comes back. Oh, son of a bitch! Why couldn't she have stayed and talked about the problems in the Middle East?
1: Yeah, something we hey, can solve. Your political affiliation, Rob. Something
0: we can solve. <laughs> oh my gosh! And uh, the funny part about it is, my wife
1: went to high school with her. Oh,
0: weird. Yep. Well, now did you know at this
1: time any of this stuff Like, nope. had you met your well, future wife when I mentioned at this point? the
0: name Valerie Shake my wife goes I went to school with her weird you went out with Valerie Shake what I'm a like, weird oh small world a true story. absolutely true story that makes it even scarier what did she tell you <laughs> well back to 1981 <laughs> this guy finally hit the charts recognize it yet not yet As Johnny Cougar at this point. At this Friday. he's he's
1: been through a few transformations. Not not quite like Prince, but he's had a couple. There was the Cougar in, in there in
0: Indiana, where where I'm from, and where he's from. He was named as Johnny Cougar.
1: Yeah, interesting. Nobody knew, nobody knew him
0: by John, John Johnny really? Cougar Roland Camp, or none of that shit.
1: That was a kind of a weird tra- change. Maybe, like maybe they thought Johnny Cougar. Maybe they told him, "That hey, sounds. You sound like a." A detective from the fifties or something. We're gonna call you John Cougar Melon
0: Camp. Yeah, I'm a detective. See, Do you I like, like fruit? Johnny,
1: Johnny Cougar. You like fruit and camping? We're, you're a Melon Camp now. What the fuck is that? <laughs> no, uh, we tested it. Rural America wants melons, and they want to go camping. Yep. Something like he that. Was, but
0: he was big in Indiana, man. Yeah, no, that's he was. What... He was uh, like Florida Jimmy Buffett,
1: Indiana's John Cougar. Definitely. No, I know. If I if I find out a party has Indiana roots, I will always play John. Cougar Johnny Jonathan Cougar. I'll use his formal, his right formal name. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you the last one. <laughs> okay.
0: What do you want for the last one? I'm giving it to you. Oh, you I'm to sure, the, I last, you, the last I you were one. we're going to talk about, about. For, for 1981. Oh don't boy. Look, don't, oh, how about a don't song? Look at me like I'm an idiot, Paul.
1: Oh, well, you know, you know how I look at people. Um. Boo. Well, you know what? You mentioned this group earlier. So I'm going to go ahead and play. I didn't realize this was uh, the same here. But here the go-goes. Dude, I'm telling you what, it's a short list of what I
0: wouldn't, wouldn't have done to Melinda Clunett Carlisle. Even I loved her when she was chubbier. Very
1: she, yeah, she was so cute was here and she was yeah, very good, pretty. She was just very. Just chit- and, uh, yeah, she was thick. She was a little bit really heavier than most rocks. I love that. I like Melinda. I do. I like What, was, what, what was the. the, uh, the that girl with the short hair, remember her name, in the I don't remember her
0: name.
3: In the Dallas game, we'll be we'll, able we'll, 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 we'll,
0: we'll. oh, oh, the other one, Kip Wilde, yeah, Kip, I think the other one was, was, was Kim Wilde, who we're
1: talking about, it's in America, no, oh, we're, we're talking about So yeah, that's the go goes with our lips are sealed.
0: Jane, Wyden.
1: Wyden, okay.
0: Yeah, this one right there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I didn't realize. I, that. I mean, Blinda Carlisle was great, but I was—I've always had a thing for brunettes, and mm. pretty much always will. That's why my wife is blonde with blue eyes. <laughs> She's Caucasian. A man bird. of
1: contradictions. Yes.
0: So uh, that is going to take care of the year of our Lord. Mm. Uh, the year in review, 1981—the year I graduated. Uh, high school graduated. got my diploma on the day of my graduation we also won the sectional baseball tournament that's a good day yeah that was, that was pretty a pretty good day for me that well, is a good day yeah well that's going to take care of uh, the musical segment we'll be back with our Mount Rushmore segment which this week is famous blind singers that was going to be interesting hmm. don't you think
1: Aha! huh
0: famous blind singers We'll be right back. Stay with us.
1: It's Solio from The Lighter Side of Dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts. There's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person and they are so much better you feel the energy you really feel like you're part of something special sidesplitterscomedy.com you can get your tickets online you can pick out your seats online so you can sit wherever you want if you want to be in the back because you're afraid that's fine you can do that go to sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today
2: Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Who is at the split, Mister
1: Paul Solio? Uh this week, only at Side Splitters Comedy Club. We've got, uh, oh, let's see, the thirteenth, fourteenth. That's Nick Mullen. Let's see, Nick, Sp- Nick Mullen is an American comedian from the Comtown podcast. That's. <laughs> That's what it says. From the what? <laughs> From the what? <laughs> That's what it says. Wipe that smile <laughs> off your face. That's a serious podcast. That's, I, I can't believe what I just read. It's a one-sentence promo. I, I was just, you know, a lot of times I'm just kind of reading the, the promo, the, the bio that they've provided. Yeah, you're, you're thinking
0: it's going to say, he's one of four, yeah, his no, family upbringing in, in Poughkeepsie, New York. Literally anything. But, you, but... He was so, dared to do comedy at an open mic night, and the rest is history. He's he, been featured on Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Fallon. In this case, not so much.
1: Yeah, um, maybe. it's that's. This is very interesting. And uh, Friday has already sold out. So this Saturday, come see Nick Mullen, the American comedian who hosts the Come Town podcast. Maybe we need to change. change change the name of our
0: podcast. Well, last night in Family Feud, we asked them about Blankville. Maybe there's, you know, there's, maybe there's a Seamanville and, yeah, some, and Cumptown.
1: Perhaps. Absolutely. I didn't know
0: this was a place, but hey, that's where people go to last. Well, you know what? With a promo like that, I can't wait to go myself. I, that's,
1: that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a lot of people like,
0: uh, this guy, uh, our your, featured comedian tonight is a stand-up comic from Illinois. From Jizzville. <laughs> Jizzville, Illinois. Let's <laughs> <Just> welcome him. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. All right. It's time to do our Mount Rushmore segment, and we are talking about famous blind singers. Blind singers. Famous blind singers. There's at least three that are going to guarantee to be there, Carson. And the the fourth one might be a little bit of a stretch. Then we'll have to
1: figure something out. Hey, what I say? We already started rocking our heads back and forth. And it's funny because Ray and Stevie who I'm sure we'll be getting to soon. Yes. Both have a very distinct way of rocking mm-hmm. to their own music. So if you do an a Ray versus a Stevie. And this song was a massive hit for Ray Charles,
0: but it was a song that he kind of made up at the end of a concert to fill time. Really? Yeah. Just sort of an ad lib bluesy riff, but he's that damn good. And if you notice from the song, it's really pretty much him. And then other instruments start
1: adding their way yeah. in they listening. Uh-oh. Okay, I see what he's doing. Let's do a ball, ball. I wonder if he wrote Mess Around the same way because it reminds me a little of how that just such a gifted, Come and love you, Daddy. All all sound. No,
0: actually, Mess Around was written by uh, uh, Ahmad Burdeghan. Really? Okay,
1: so it's not an original. He, he actually wrote it and asked Ray to perform it. Oh, man, does he perform it. You can see why he'd be like, oh, Ray, could you play this? All right, all because I think you're the only one that can handle this. Hey, hey, yeah, he said, he goes, it's slide piano. Yeah, it's slide,
0: yeah, yeah, he's it's slide, slide and Ray's
1: like, I was raised on slide piano. Yeah, peak. so Ray could probably play ragtime if he ever wanted to. I don't know if he ever bothered with Paul, it, but... I'm
3: gonna send you back to Arkansas,
0: oh. So Ray Charles, gotta be the first Top head we carved in the Mount Rushmore the of, uh, of artists, uh, uh, blind singers yeah by the way how do you pronounce it singer or singer I I I don't
1: do the hard sound I just singer singer yeah I soften it I I see like
0: like on some of these shows you're a really good singer singer I I guess I'm going to put your your
1: your compact discs in my cabinet people who are just being I like articulation is important but singer my my wife
0: says cabinet cabinet cabinet
1: Cabinet.
0: Yeah. To me, it's cabinet. Cabinet. Like, yeah. Cab and then net. Cabinet. Searching syllables up. get smushed. Could
1: you please get me a bowl out of the cabinet? I go. I will get you yeah. a bowl. Work smarter, not harder. That's. The and problem. I'll
0: show myself to the door. <laughs> so the
1: syllables just add work.
0: Well, you let the cat out of the bag with number two.
1: Sure. Not a huge shock, but the other greatest. There's two greatest. I love the way the keyboard comes in on this. Sounds like a harpsichord Like an actual harpsichord I wonder if he was like Just give him this, he won't notice I'll yeah. have to look up what setting That he uses Because it's a pretty funky 70s Is
3: that a cloudy
1: maybe? That might be a cloudy. Either way, it's Stevie So, um, Howard Wolfgang? Does
0: Wolfgang a big fan of a blind singers? Well, yeah,
1: he loves blind singers. But when he plays, you know, Stevie Wonder, he he has to play. You have to say d- that's right. The Wander. Glockenspiel is Wander. how. He, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. with a V. Yes. Uh, and I sometimes you have a W, but that's a W merely military. Yeah, W do. I don't know how to say. And Americans do. So you put out the Glockenspiel and I play superstitions. And then um, you know, nothing bad happens that way. Absolutely. So nice to know that the blind guys are a big fan of
0: uh, Wolfgang's mm-hmm, a big fan. Sure. So Ray Charles, we would car- we would tell him we carved him on Mount Rushmore and then never really did it. <laughs> hey, Ray, yeah. you're up there. We you got gotta say, can budget. I go up and feel my face? Uh, no, Ray, yeah, we don't. Just don't, trust don't it's a national park,
1: Ray. It's a spitting image, Ray.
0: It's a national park, Ray. Oh. And CB Wonder is gonna have to be the second one, kind of looking the other way. Mm
1: hmm. Maybe, maybe bobbing his head with his sunglasses on or something. Yeah,
0: the, we would have to carve them kind of at an angle,
1: aren't uh-huh. we? Yeah, right. then Stevie Bobbin and and, and Ray, Ray Weaving.
0: I've got one here that I don't know if you uh, would agree with me. But in
1: my opinion, this guy has got to be there. This is Pacelli? This is Pacelli. He's gotta have him there. Conti Partiro. To me, these are the, the three guaranteed yeah. that people should know. And and have produced the body of work to support it. So yeah, Andrea Pacelli, famous, blind, certainly not the same style. When I think of Ray and I think of Stevie, I don't necessarily think of Andrea. But if you're listening to opera, he's without a doubt one of the most famous Italian singers on the floor. Ever, I would say. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't think there's any doubt even if you've never seen an opera in your life, you've heard of Andrea Bocelli and you're probably aware of these. Why? And I loved it in Step Brothers when Will
0: Ferrell covered this song with, uh, what's his name, O'Neill,
1: behind him, uh, playing the drums. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, Will Ferrell, when he commits to something, it's pretty damn funny. Have you seen
0: the Funnier Die skit with Will Ferrell? And Pearl, his his niece, called the interrogation?
1: No, I remember seeing one years ago with him and his son or nephew. No, no or I something, was it but... was Pearl
0: and she was the landlord.
1: Oh, that was it. Is yeah. that it? That, that, they, no, like, no, no, no.
0: This was a different one. It's him and Pearl and she's the interrogator okay. in a police interrogation room with That's him funny. and you hear her saying stuff like I'll eat you for lunch, I'll fuck you up. It's, look it up. It's it's Will Ferrell and Pearl, the interrogation. Nice. Audience, you will absolutely oh, love sure. it. sure. I love
1: Will Ferrell. Now, uh,
0: before we get off of Bocelli, you're supposed to say, I didn't know we were on Well, wow, we are? What? Huh? Um, this is a beautiful song that people should become familiar with. This is the song, It's Impossible, done in Spanish. And he is with Christina Aguilera doing this song. It's called Somos Novios.
2: Somos novios. Pues los dos
0: sentimos. Man, I play this for a I lot think of I've older people and they're like, Oh my god, this is so beautiful. That is a beautiful song. I could score with some old women with this. <laughs> I'm just saying I
2: could. A lot of lube,
0: but I could score with whatever it takes. Like. Before I let this finish, have you seen the commercial for that uh, deodorant in a tube? Oh, yeah. And the lady talks about where she puts it. Dr. Sharon Clemming putting it up. Dude, deodorant in her butt cheeks. Yes, yeah, she actually says on the commercial, "I put a little on my underarms, a little on in my inner thigh, and all my butt crack. Oh, like, under boob. She goes under, under boob and boob. butt crack, in a commercial mm-hmm. in the fifties. The TV would have exploded I know. at that I've, moment. I
1: noticed they've pushed it a little bit because when Lume, I, I, there were commercials for Lume a while back where she was a little, a lot more subtle about it. You can use this anywhere you have odor that yeah. you wish you didn't. No, and now exactly. they're like, I put yeah, some on my underarms,
0: arms, my underboob, my inner thigh, and my yeah. butt crack. I rub it on my tits. I'm like, <laughs> like, Jesus, lady. I hate to break it to you. If you guys smell it off uh, where those places not interested. Maybe Sorry. shower
1: first, then use a little... But my God. You just really want to sell tubes of deodorant. i have back to Andrea Pacelli's beautiful, bechelli's 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 beautiful bechelli's rendition. <laughs> so much novios. Now, I'm loving this
0: place, so you hear Christina come in because she doesn't overdo it in this song and I think it's which, which is, is rare the guy who actually could probably blow her out of the box
1: and and he's not she's not going to want to try to show a love by light yeah it's true
3: and
1: she'd be so much better in the line if she would just tone it down just a little. say I know she has the power doesn't mean you have to use it every time you swing and listen to them harmonize Oh, she's wonderful together. It's, I think it's the style I wish she would change for me. But she can handle it.
0: So that's Somos Novios, which translated in English is It's Impossible. Beautiful song, Somos Novios. If you guys want more information about it, check out uh, Bocelli. He's got that online. And uh, Christina is a little bit subdued in the song.
1: Which I think is great, right? Which is rare, yeah. and uh, she still sounds powerful. That's the thing; she can tone it down fifty percent and still sound. I happy. have got the fourth one. At least I think it's the fourth okay. one, and and everybody knows him.
0: Everybody knows this guy, mm-hmm. and I, and they he, they know him by one song, but they I know think who I he know is. The song.
1: Oh, okay. There's another one. Okay, good. With a similar the one I'm pedigree. the one I'm
0: petitioning that we carve to make sure the latinos are respected is jose feliciano jose feliciano (laughs) ladies and gentlemen he did have some other hits that that the charter top 40 Uh, he did a cover of a Doors song really yeah i'm actually actually gonna look that up real quick oh he did light my fire yes easier to cover a door song. I'm just uh, gonna have to go listen to I'm gonna play it for you right now Paul well, why because I
3: can't Jose
0: Feliciano. here we go and he's still on he's
1: still alive by the way in case you were wondering oh nice yeah, yeah that Spanish guitar version of the chords.
3: You know that it would be untrue. You know
0: that I would be alive. A little reverb in this song, you think? touch. Do to to
1: you, hey, you know he is the music artist? Girl, he's, he's worked on Moulin come Rouge, come Fargo, and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Come Interesting. On baby
0: my yeah, but does he run a podcast called Cub Town? <clears throat> That's why he's not selling out exactly. Friday nights. So uh, that was the one that I. Th- Everybody knows Feliz Navidad.
1: Right, of course. If they
0: say they don't, then they should not be allowed to ever get another Christmas present yeah, for the rest of them. their lives. Jose Feliciano is uh, a blind performer. I'm tossing his hat yeah. into the ring. It's a say, sombrero
1: that yeah, I'm tossing. His I would say the that's the winner. I, I think I just want to give a, an honorable mention to some to, to another artist that people are going to know the one song. In fact, maybe I'll, uh, well, it's going to take me a minute to pull it up. But we'll just, uh, just give me. Take
0: it while you're doing that. Uh, you guys can check us out on uh, Facebook, Lighter Side of Dark. On Facebook, our website is Lighter Side of Dark, spelled exactly the way the good Lord intended. Uh, and you can also email us at listener at lightersideofdark dot com. We're on Instagram and t- uh, Twitter, 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 whatever the heck it is.
3: I've been spoken.
0: That's what I've been doing. Clarence Carter. I've spoken to the East, and I've spoken to the West, and I've spoken to the woman. That is ah, That is amazing. Stroken by Clarence Carter. He was blind.
1: He's blind. Amazing.
0: Wow. Who knew? I don't know why the... The thing is, is Stroken has some questionable language in it, Mm -hmm.
1: so it never got airplay. Right. It's kind of one of those videos where I've seen the video, and they kind of have to edit some of it because of the, you know, even though they bleep it out, it's still pretty suggestive. But you hear it a lot in karaoke with a certain certain demographic also, because it's a little naughty.
0: Yeah, cause that, but there is an actual Clarence Carter song that people have heard of.
2: I was born and raised down in Alabama On a farm way back up in the woods Patches mm-hmm. by Clarence Carter oh, okay. which won the Grammy be for Best New he Song that year. Wow.
0: So he's a got a Grammy. Man. Clarence. I reason I know it, somebody Tennessee. came in and sold in the, the Grammy statue on... Um, Pawn Stars. Oh, jeez. So I think like I think Rick Harrison bought it for four thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and then the Grammys and said you can't own the trophy, send it back to us. <laughs> Oops. So Clarence Carter patches. I think that song hit number one. You'll check that for me. I think that song actually did hit number one. It's basically just a sad sack country song about some
1: kid yeah not not a lot like stroking patches let's see patches peak position that's a lot of let's see billboard entered at 90 and peaked at number four for two weeks but it spent 14 weeks in the top one hundred. So that's it that, it.
0: That's uh, I mean the thing is for a song to be the to win the best new song of the year and yeah. not ever to hit number
1: one, that's rare. It's odd. I yeah. wonder if it got more momentum after it was kind of played on the radio a bit, but then you would think that would just make it play they they they'd just play it more though.
0: <laughs> let me let me say this though. Between the two we're talking about, if you played Stroken or Felice Navidad, Felice Navidad's gonna be known by pretty much everybody. Sure. Stroken will be known by people who know karaoke. Because yeah. it is a popular song. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't put it. him
1: above Feliciano, but I thought it was worth mentioning him because I, I didn't, I did not know he was blind actually, before uh, recently, and now here you go. There we go. So uh, yeah, I think
0: I think Jose is going to be up there. So we've basically got we got a, an three. Italian
1: and a and a Spanish man. Yep. And and two black fellers. We, we got th- them. Them are we're represented. no white fellers. Ain't but no but white blindies. But oh well, Brian. Right. Yeah, well, what
0: can he say? I mean, we could always go poke Barry Manilow. Ronnie Lee Millsap. <laughs> oh, no, there's a good
1: one. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd knock off uh, Jose. But yeah, we...
0: Mil- Millsap had maybe a little bit more commercial success. Maybe, but... but people wouldn't know the name. Right. Whenever I play "Lost in the '50s" tonight, somebody always comes up and asks who it
1: is. Mm-hmm. They right. like the song. They know the song, but they don't know who sings it. So maybe, maybe he's just worth. I think it's just worth mentioning people yeah. who. Aren't aren't on so the list? We got list. a bunch of
0: people up there wearing Wayfarers. Uh huh. <laughs> this this is a segment is brought to you by Wayfarer sunglasses. <laughs> so, guys, that is going to take care of uh, episode six, season eight. We are only now going to be uh, two episodes away from our one hundredth episode, which will be a live call-in show. Uh, so, please send your uh, viewer mail to listener at lighter dot com. Check out and vote on our remake or not to remake segment. Uh, this week. We would appreciate that. And if you want a sticker, we still got some stickers left over. Uh, send a self addressed stamped envelope at SASE2, uh, LSD Podcast 4142, Mariner, like the Seafarer, Mariner Boulevard, uh, Suite 113, Spring Hill, Florida, 34609. That's what they say. Will Solio, uh anything you got to say before we uh, say goodbye to our listeners?
1: I. It's been a wonderful wonderful stretch here game shows and podcasts and may it continue another week absolutely Uh, good lord willing and the creek don't rise as they say
0: (laughs) so well that's going to take care of it guys we will see you back next week so it's been a pleasure working with me oh it has hasn't
1: it
2: this is christopher walken and i want to tell you you're listening currently to the lightest side of doc podcast (laughs) The lighter side of dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony. Original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.